Welcome, friends, to this second Sunday after Epiphany. It is January 14th, 2024. It's um, still hard to write the four instead of the three. I hope you are having a much better time with that endeavor than I am. Um, and uh, we welcome you to this second Sunday after Epiphany. Let us come together in a time of worship. The Lord be with you and also with you. Today's lesson from the psalm is Psalm 139, verses 1 through 6, and then skipping down to verse 13 through 18. Hear now the words of the psalmist. O Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. My frame is not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes beheld my unformed substance, and your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed." How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! I try to count them. They are more than the sand. I come to the end. I am still with you. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us say together now the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray together. Dear Lord, we come to you today in awe of your creation. As the trees lay bare, we can see their branches, see the structure and the foundation that will bring forth new life in the spring. Be with us this week and today as we worship you and show us the foundation of your ministry. The ministry of your son, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Hear now the words of the gospel lesson for today. We're in the book of John, chapter 1, verses 43 through 51. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said to him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. And Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. One of my projects over the holidays was to go through a box of papers and pictures from some of my balcony saints. I have wanted to gather some of my favorites and frame them, and there were more treasures than I imagined. There were pictures and records from all past generations of my family, going back to my namesake, my great-great-grandmother, Catherine. Her friends and her family called her Kitty. Her daughter, Ethel, or A.E., as we called her, had had records in the box, as well as her sister and my great-grandmother, Lucy. My grandmother, Gogi, had a bag of pictures, and then there were several of my cousins and myself that were fun, some of which will never see the light of day. I definitely had a not-so-pleasant phase. One thing that stood out to me was that in every bag of generational pictures, there were great shots of all these women with their friend groups. Pose sorority pictures, pictures on the family staircase at Christmas, and probably my favorite, my great-great-grandmother and her friends uproariously laughing. Photography was relatively new at the time, and so most of the other pictures I have of her were very posed and serious. There are very few candid shots in the box. But these pictures stood out because they showed the real side of Kitty and her friends. I would love so much to be able to listen in on the conversations that these beautiful women were having. They all, each generation, were on committees together in the community. They were college professors together. They grew up together. They studied together. And through all of that work, they laughed together. When I read the text today, I could not help but be reminded of these groups of women and even my own tribe of friends. 
Today and next Sunday, we will look at the gathering of some of the disciples. Jesus was putting together his friend group, people who would he would minister with, work with, teach and preach with, and laugh with. Jesus, at this point in the Gospel of John, has already gathered Andrew and Peter. He is calling Philip to be a part of his tribe of friends and colleagues. And as sometimes happens, Philip knows a guy that would be perfect for the group. So he goes and gets Nathaniel. We all have that one friend, that one friend who is skeptical and funny. It's like that one girlfriend of mine who you tell that you've met someone new and in 10 minutes you have their full background in criminal history. The one that says, yeah, he seems great, but is he really? That's my favorite line in today's text. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? In today's world, that is like saying, can anything good come out of Florida? Florida man ruined it for so many good people. I'm not sure what beef Nathaniel had with Nazareth, maybe an old girlfriend. But this is his first, but his first reaction makes me laugh a lot. Philip brings him along anyway. Come and see. Now, am I taking some poetic license here? Of course. But in the end, Jesus shows Nathaniel exactly who he is and just what wonderful things can come from Nazareth. He is convinced, and he comes to join the group of disciples and friends. I feel like God has been showing me this realistic view a lot lately. Remember, these are real people, Katie not just some words on a page. We tend to put these characters on a pedestal or limit their lives to the words on the page. But these men and women that Jesus surrounded himself with had heartbeats and breathed in the sea air. They worried about leaving their families and letting them down. They were self-conscious of their shortcomings and had great laughs. They ate together and traveled together and worked together and laughed together. You may remember that I worked for the Lizard Insurance Company before I came to ministry. What you may not know is that the last job I had at the Lizard was one where I traveled around the country working with contractors. There were only a handful of us in the entire company that did this job, and we often traveled together. They are still some of my closest friends. Traveling and working together brings friendships to a whole new level. You get to know someone very well when you're on the road together. When we hired new members of the team, one of the most important things we had to look at was how well they got along with the rest of us. We had to be able to trust each other and get along well because we worked so closely together. Jesus had a slight advantage when he was picking his team. The psalm today said this, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down are always acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and lay your hand on me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. 
For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. The triune God knew each one of the people that were called to disciple with Jesus. And because God is triune, Jesus knew each one of them. He knew he needed a money man, so he called Matthew. He knew he needed empathetic women, so he brought in Mary Magdalene and the wives of some of these disciples. He knew he needed someone for laughter and loyalty, so he called Nathaniel. He was showing us how to gather people around us that can be trusted and can make the group stronger. When I was first on this journey to ministry, these ideas really helped me live into the new place I found myself. Jesus did for his own friends and work group what he was doing with and for me. He can use me just the way I am. He can take my gifts and graces, no matter if they seem like they are useful to the church or not, like my quick wit and my Excel spreadsheet knowledge, and use them as a piece of a larger puzzle of people and gifts. I may not be able to see just how I fit in the larger picture, but I don't have to. Jesus has known me since before I was formed. He knew and knows exactly how I fit. It makes me wonder about my beautiful lineage of strong women and where they fit in their friend groups. I, of course, knew my grandmother very well. She was the organizer and the money woman. She had the business sense of her father. She was the treasurer of her garden club for decades. Her best friend Shirley was the humor of the group. She lit up every room she entered. I knew A.E., but only in her later years. But the records I have show that she was the social chair of her group, gathering people together and making sure everything was perfect, from the flowers to the food. I never knew Kitty. Most of the pictures I have of her are very serious, and it's rare to see her smile at all. But these pictures that I have found of her friends change the way I think about her. I wonder what role she filled in her group. I have this great picture of them. Kitty is sitting in a group of women. She is sitting on the couch, on the right side of the couch, with her hand up by her face laughing at something someone said. There are no names on the back of the picture, so I have no idea who the other women are. And it's kind of hard to tell in the picture because some of them have their heads down, but they are definitely all laughing. There's one lady, though, whose head is up, and I like to think that she is the troublemaker of the group. She's in some other pictures I have as well, and she is always laughing. I can almost hear her telling a joke that made, me, made them all laugh. Friend groups are so important. They make work and life and ministry so much easier. And I'm so thankful for my tribe of men and women that are my friends. The ones in ministry give me strength, and the ones outside of ministry keep me laughing and very humble. <laughs> Jesus knew how important it was to surround yourself with all kinds of people, and I am blessed with the same. My hope is that you have those groups too. The question today is, how do we each fit in the church? 
what gifts and graces, even the unlikely ones, are God using in you to fill a role for the kingdom? Are the roles that we still are there roles we need to still fill? How can we gather people in to be a part of what we are trying to do at Bethlehem United Methodist Church and the greater United Methodist Church? Can we be like Philip and go find people that we think fill a part that we are missing? Can we bring into the fold to who can we bring into the fold to help us in the work we're trying to do? Who is Jesus pointing us to? It's a really fun journey we're on. So let's gather people together and take them on the journey with us. Amen. Let us go out in this week and look for the Nathaniels of the world. Those who are not yes men, maybe need a little convincing, but are faithful to a fault once they are part of our group. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God.